0: What's going on, Cartel? Davey coming back again with another episode of the Red Bull Cartel. I uh, had a awesome fucking conversation with a listener who reached out to me through email because she is living off-grid in none other than Hawaii. And her name is Melody Dabmore. That's not her real name. But she does like to dab. And she likes to dab a lot. That's hence the name Dabmore. But anyway, she reached out to me and I I asked her actually if she wanted to come on because she had an interesting story about living off grid in Hawaii and this and that. And I didn't know how this conversation was going to go, but it fucking was awesome because we discussed a lot about astral projection and uh, lucid dreaming and that's right up my alley I don't know about yours but it really is up my alley so yeah we just got really deep into the possibilities of you know the reality that we live in is not the real reality but the opposite right the dream state is the real reality so with that being said if I didn't catch your attention yet you might want to give this one a listen cuz it was fucking bomb and uh Melody, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. And uh without further ado, kick back, relax, smoke a couple dubs, drink a couple of beers, do what you got to do and enjoy the show. Welcome back Cartel. I have an awesome guest here from Hawaii. Uh, Ms. Melody Dabmore Melody how are you and tell the cartel who you are and what you're all about
1: Aloha cartel um, I am basically an off the grid independent um, chill person <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to sing i like to bake i love music um and i love to talk about metaphysics as well um, yeah it's such an amazing subject i also am proficient in lucid dreaming i started when i was maybe four
0: okay this is gonna be awesome
1: yeah and then i, I started tell you projecting when i was nine from the shit Weird book I got. Yeah, so the astral projection thing is wild. I would glean information that I had no business knowing and people would be like, how did you know that? And get spooked by me. But <laughs> that's just one aspect of me. But then um yeah, what else about
0: me? Well, we can we can just uh I could start off by asking you what brought you to Hawaii and where were you before that?
1: Okay, that's a great question. Um, before Hawaii, I was kind of roaming around the United States for three years. I was between New Orleans and Florida and Michigan. And I was cruising around with people and, you know, I was like touring with the dead before they, you know, stopped touring before Jerry died.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, um. I just, you know, I met some people and I became close friends with someone that had, he was born in the seven valleys here. So I had been talking about the way that I wanted to live. Like, you know, I'd never heard of anyone living that way, but I was like, I just want to be free and not this, this, and this. And he said, you should go to the big Island. That's where I was born. People live like that there. So I was curious about it from then on. And, um, I was in New Orleans and it was cold there. And I was like, nowhere's warm enough here for me. Maybe I will go to Hawaii. So I, this is kind of a wild story, but a few years before that on a trip to the library with my friend, I was just killing time. And I was looking up communities and I found one that a vegan community um, in Hawaii. And I had written it down in this little notebook and I hadn't paid attention to it for a few years, but I had it with me on my travels and I was living in New Orleans at the time. And I um, I opened this notebook and I was looking, and I saw this community, it was called Dance Hawaii. And I'm like, I'm gonna call this number. So I called it and the guy I was talking to said, well, this is, you know, we don't have a community anymore. It's been disbanded, but I have a friend with a, a hostel here, let me give you his number. So he gave me this guy's number. and. And someone answered the phone, and he was all jolly and stuff. And I was, like, talking to him about, you know, like, New Orleans and how I wanted to be warmer. And he's like, oh, I was in New Orleans recently. I was like, oh, wow, you know.
0: It's pretty Um, rainy there, isn't it?
1: Yeah. it's Uh, The winters aren't nice. And I just wanted somewhere nice for winter, you know, so um he was talking to me and he's like you sound familiar and I'm like okay yeah whatever I don't know anyone from Hawaii and he's like no you really do and I'm like okay whatever and he's like are you the girl that tried to help me find my friend and I was like wait what he's like no are you the your friend is brother bear right the guy who called me brother bear I'm like yeah wait a minute so it turns out this guy had been in New Orleans the month before And he was coming off rainbow gathering and he was with some chick. He barely knew, but she had all of his stuff in his, in her car or wait, what, something like that. He had her stuff or she had his stuff and he lost her and he was looking for her. And I was hanging out. Like I was actually a squatter in new Orleans and I was squatting and at the time staying with a street musician. And, um, the guy had this guy, Bodie, who I was talking to on the phone from Hawaii, from some random number that some other guy gave me that I had in a notebook from years ago on some random excursion. Tells me, yeah, you're the girl who tried to help me find my friend. And I remembered and I was like, oh, wow. Wow. That's, I just, that's,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah. I, my mind was completely blown so, like,
0: how fucking small of a world does it have to be, right? I mean, uh, yeah,
1: for him talk to talk recognize to my voice, though?
0: Yeah, right?
1: Uh, I, I mean, I still know this guy here. I know his whole family. I, I saw his daughter grow up, and I was, you know, I've been friends with her. And I was best friends with her sister, who is from a different father. So, I mean, it's just such as, yeah. We say here, big island, small world. Right. But so yeah, so that's how I ended up coming to Hawaii. He told me like come to the hostel, and so this was in 1999. There were two blue moons that year, so I came during the I came so I was here during the first blue moon of that year of 99.
0: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty wild. And you're there ever since, and you're off grid. Uh, you have animals.
1: I have a rooster. And, you know, he just wandered into my yard one day and he was really hungry. I just happened to have a five-gallon bucket of chicken feed that I had for my other chicken. But she had died a few years ago, but I still had to feed. So I just started feeding him and now he lives here. He just does his own thing. And I feed <laughs> him.
0: <laughs> you call him butters.
1: Butters. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. He's so sweet
1: yeah so i'm pretty hardcore off the grid kind of person like um we don't have any services here we don't have garbage pickup nobody has um county water everyone has rain catchment water um except for in one subdivision down by the the village and apparently
0: from what i've heard you're not allowed to collect rainwater in the u.s
1: there i think there's some states where you can and other states where you cannot
0: like, how fucked up is that?
1: I mean, it's, you know, and it's the same as when they're trying to stop people from having gardens. It's like, really? You know, there's an or drink Or drink
0: uh, raw milk.
1: Right. Anything like that is just, yeah, we have a community here. There, It's a raw food community. And they eat everything raw, including the animals. I mean, they will make blood pudding. They eat the eyeballs. I mean, they're intense. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm like, no thanks, but I mean,
0: yeah. Pass on that. <laughs> I like, I I've... like blood pudding, like from a cow.
1: Well, yeah, uh, I think it was goat that time, but you know they'll have a cow heart and they'll chop it up and then they'll mix it into a salad with like vegetables. <laughs> My God. Oh, I would have, I would have eaten that, but no thanks.
0: That's like, it's like you, you know how you have like a, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a chicken salad. You have like. A salad with like chicken strips on top right mm-hmm. yeah no let's have <laughs> a heart with salad <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, i think so
0: i'll bad. pass but yeah it was you, not you, you know, don't knock it till you try it folks i mean they <laughs> have uh tarantula fry, deep fried tarantula in cambodia and it's like a staple on the street
1: Right? I mean, all those kind of concoctions. I always end up watching them on um, that Survivor show. They make them eat those weird things. Like, right. Oh, God, no. He was,
0: he was doing on Fear Factor, right? He was, like, making people eat, like, fucking I don't know, beetles and shit like that. I was, like, <laughs> oh, thanks.
1: So gross.
0: I, think, like, I think I'm I'm gonna pass on that. All right.
1: <laughs> I had a great excuse. I was just like, yeah, I'm vegan. I'm good.
0: So. <laughs> I will not eat sea bugs. I'm sorry.
1: No, I will not. Yeah, I can't eat bugs. I'm vegan. I'm good.
0: <laughs> Can you pass me that cricket
1: paste? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it as bad as Vegemite? That's all I want to know. No.
0: Vegemite's not too bad.
1: I don't like or Marmite. I can't deal. Oh. I don't know why.
0: Marmite and butter on toast is actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, I guess
1: that's kind of like me putting miso on toast. It's the
0: yeast probably. extract, right? The what? Uh marmite's just a yeast extract, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know. I tried it though when I was super grossed out. I think it was too salty or something. That's what
0: it is. It's like super salty. But you just put yeah. like just put butter on my toast. Because my ex girlfriend, she would have she'd buy marmite all the time. It was like she grew up with it, right? So I'd be oh. like She's like, try it, try it. I'm like, okay. So I just put butter on my toast and then just a little bit of Marmite and then you spread it all over and then it's pretty good. I like it.
1: Huh? Well, do you put beans on toast? No. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay, (laughs) What kind of of beans? Huh? What kind of beans?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, don't they just, in England, they put like, just be like, you know, like, Aren't they like pinto beans with some kind of tomatoey sauce or something? Oh,
0: kind of like uh, pork and beans kind of thing.
1: Yeah, on toast. I've always wanted to try it, but I've it
0: looks. It. I've had it. It's not bad.
1: No, it. I don't know. It looks like mm. it might be good, actually, just because I'm a bean. <clears throat> I love beans. So probably
0: shit mm-hmm. up a storm though.
1: <laughs> well if they cook them properly then hopefully not i'll just a little tip about beans for everyone if you make beans from scratch do the quick soak method where you boil them for three minutes and then you let them sit for three hours and then drain the water and then cook them and it takes away 80 percent of the indigestible i'm not sure what it, what it is something indigestible that causes the stuff
0: some... the, the stuff that makes you fart
1: yeah the gas yeah stuff. yeah makes it go away. So 3 uh 3 minutes boil, 3 hours sit, dump water. Simple.
0: There you go. <laughs> so so what are your what's like your daily do you have like a daily routine or are you just kind of like off-grid kind of thing?
1: Um well cuz right now I'm in I'm I'm in the end stages of a total remodel, so it's been different now, but usually I'm pretty chill. I'm a lady of leisure, definitely. Um, when I wake up, I like to just read. I read like a fiend. Like, I think I've already read 10 books this month. Wow. Or maybe nine. So and is think... it all
0: educational stuff? or? No, like... it's all fish. <laughs> really?
1: Uh-huh. I'm just, I inhale them, books.
0: That's hilarious. When I was working security for about... <sighs> uh five years on and off i read a lot and it was all fiction yeah
1: because it's just like it's better than watching a movie
0: so how did you okay so you had your first astral projection experience at age of the age of nine well mine was I, i was 13 when I, had
1: I was research. yeah like I'm not sure like it might have been somewhere around the time that I read about it but it might have taken me a while to get there but I know that when I was nine my dad took me to this bookstore and had me pick out like I was allowed to pick out any book and I picked out a witchcraft book and I got it home and I was going through the chapters and there, you know, the first one was something about feeling energy with my hand on my other hand. and None of the chapters jived with me except the one about astral projection. And I was okay. like, wait, this sounds good. So I read the chapter over and over and over again. And then I returned the book because I was like, I don't need this book. And I got a different book. So when I started reading about it, I was nine. I'm not sure when my first experience of astral projection was, but the lucid dreaming started when I was four and I was trying to pull money out of my dreams when I was seven. Cause my, you know, my parents, I heard them arguing about money and I'm like, I'm going to take money out of the dreams. And I kept trying to do it. And there was processes. I even went through like scientific
0: processes. (laughs) I think that's a similar thing for me because my parents split up twice and it was over money. But they got back together and they're still together. Oh. Um, but it always made me hate the idea of, you know, how money is involved in a relationship and it can deterior- deteriorate a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I just hate it. It's like, dude, if you guys love each other, then you'll make it work, you know, like money or no money. Yeah. And my dad even my dad even told me yesterday like when your mother and I got together, we were both broke, and That's then so they split sad. up because of money. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. fuck. Like that it drives is. me nuts. I hate. I just hate materialism. I hate the love of money. Like I don't love money. Like I can get by on very minimal shit. You know.
1: Right. And I do too. Like I do get by on so little that it kinda blows people's minds when they find out like what the deal is here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like you don't need you don't need a lot of stuff to be happy. I mean it's just a void filler. Right. It's not it's it's nothing You're not gonna take all this shit with you when you die.
1: Right. They call them possessions for a reason, I feel like. Yeah. Like, what's possessing who? Like, I'm not sure. Right. You know, I and I can feel the burden of my shed with all the stuff in it that I have to go through in the next few months. You know, it's just, and I'll feel so light when I go through it and decide Burge. what to keep. Yes. And yeah. Like throw some away and give some away and let people use what I'm not using. And. Yeah. That feels
0: good. It definitely does. Yeah. So how far are you now? Uh, I hate to ask this question, but uh, what's your age?
1: I am Gen X. Gen X. <laughs>
0: I'll,
1: just, I'll just leave it there.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> huh? How, okay, so how far into the astral have you gone? Because I never get very far because I always get freaked out.
1: Um... When I was younger I encountered so many creepy things and I know because it's kind of like a Ouija board like where we're open to anything on those planes um to the point of where like you know I I just started learning to kind of like fight or flight with all the weird things that were going on in the astrals um I've been to crazy places like there was some kind of—I can't call it a pyramid because it didn't look like a pyramid. It was more like an opening that was shaped like a triangle, and hmm. there was like golden light in it. And I zoomed into it. Um, I've had a lot of crazy astral experiences. There was one where—please um, go, go,
0: like, go into detail because I love hearing these stories.
1: <laughs> this one's a little bit wild. Is like. I went, okay, so I had lived in a community and there was, you know, a bunch of college students and me and we were, it was kind of like, you know, just like a fun little college pad. Um, But everyone was really metaphysical and cool. So it was like, you know, more. (laughs) So um, one time this girl came over and for some reason she had, had some kind of like emotional meltdown and she was crying and something like that she just she was really upset and everyone was you know around her and then I was on a whole different journey and I waited till everyone was gone and I was going on a vision quest so I did like an intentional astral projection and um I prepared for it I'm not sure how Maybe holding crystals or something. Um, I lie down and I, it's almost like I fell asleep, but I wasn't asleep. Um, no hypnagogic came. Like when I fall asleep, there's the hypnagogic, like the train of the um, jerk, the picture, well, the train of pictures, you know. Okay. Like yeah. Yeah. So I didn't experience that. So I knew I wasn't asleep. Um, And what started happening was I was going into this really, really like into a pitch black space and to go further, I had to agree to leave things behind. So I was asked to leave behind. First, they said, "Um, if you go there, wasn't words. No one was saying, if you go any further, this and that, there were no words. It was more just of a, like a knowing, like I, I knew like, you know, something was saying, if you want to go further, you have to agree let, to let, let go, go of your let go of your memories of your life. Can you let go of your memories of your life right now and you, you let go so you're going to have no memory of your life. And I said okay, I I let, like the- let go.
0: Die.
1: Well, it's this it's intense cuz yeah, like it's intense because it is it's it's going com- I didn't know it at the time, but I was going into the void. So, I was asked to shed my memories of my life. And I said, yes, I'll do that. They said, okay, now will you shed your name, your memory of your name? You're not going to have a name or any memories. And I said, yes. And then I kept going further into this darkness until I forgot who I was. And then I was nothing. And I was just in this pitch blackness. And then I was the blackness because I was nothing. I let go of it all. I didn't know that I was, let alone who I was or what I was, because I didn't exist in this place. That wasn't a place, it was the void. It it's was just being...
0: part of like the consciousness of everything. Well,
1: not yet, not yet. So we're going deeper. So we think the void is the end all be all. It's not, there's something beyond it. So when we go to the void, it's nothing. This is the unbeing from which all being is born. So we go from the unknown to the unknowable. What I felt like happened as I became this blackness, this darkness, this emptiness, as I was nothing, all of a sudden I was cast out into what I could only describe as space because I've never seen anything like it except for, you know, in the sky.
0: Right, or um, what we see in the movies and shit.
1: Yeah, because all of a sudden, and this is wild. I could see all ways. I can see everywhere at the same time, and everywhere I looked were helixes. There were helixes of stars, and I was one of the stars. And all of the helixes could see all ways at the same time,
0: like like DNA helixes.
1: Well, it's no, no it's hard to describe, like. That's the only words I have to describe it. But it was almost like every way I looked, there was stars going on forever and they were perfectly organized to almost seem to spiral away from me.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But but I can but I knew in that space that they like every every orb or whatever we were could have see all ways at the same time. Okay. So, and and then I realized that this is the essence of our being and I was in the essence of my being and it was some kind of light in, in darkness. And then there was so many other, and, you know, I realized that every single being was one of those orbs.
0: Like every single being in what? Way, shape, or form, like
1: on Earth, like every human incarnation. Yeah,
0: that's what I thought you were getting at. Yeah,
1: yeah, was one of those orbs, and it was almost just like I knew it at the time. I was just like, oh, I could see every way at the same time. It was just, it was so wild. And then after that, so this is where the girl comes into play. After that, I went. I I was transported into some kind of room, and there was a man. And he was shouting at me and I was trying to get out of the room and he was very angry and he was blocking the path. And then another man came down and he had some kind of paper in his hand for me to sign and he made the mean guy go away. And then I signed the paper and then I woke up. And so I told my, you know, housemates about the experience later.
0: You didn't, you didn't wake up. You came back.
1: Right, exactly, yeah, I had yeah. never fallen asleep, that's right, so it was like, because all of my other astral projections are through my sleep, this was one of the only ones I ever had that I didn't have to access through the dream world.
0: I had, my last one was just like that, I was not asleep, I was perfectly coherent, but at the same time, I went into the astral, and I saw this dome, it was like a dome, and it was all blue and there were stars there and I could hear disembodied voices talking all around me and when I came back I could still hear the voices but they were echoing away further and further it's pretty yeah. wild
1: yeah. the disembodied voices is so common Like sometimes if I'm just drifting off I'll hear these conversations it's like it's other not- people
0: are talking in the astral and you can't mm-hmm. quite connect with them but you can definitely hear them.
1: Right. And I mean, it could be somewhere around here where their thoughts are, uh, they're floating like a mist on the astral realm. And I'm tapping into that.
0: Have you ever seen the X-Men movies? Like the first couple or whatever?
1: I think I did see the first few.
0: What What my last one reminded me of is when Professor X goes into that little, that dome room or whatever, and he puts the helmet on and he can see everybody on the planet, and oh, he can like wild. tap into like other like certain people, right? That's what it felt like for me.
1: Yeah! Like,
0: wow. In area, and I could like hear people talking, and I'm like floating there, and I couldn't really move or anything, but I could hear people talking. It was mm-hmm. wild.
1: Oh, that's wild! Yeah, that that's similar to mine because you saw the little like orbs or whatever.
0: I just saw, like, it was, everything was, like, it didn't look like, it looked like space or what we know what's, or what we think of of space is. (laughs) Right. But it was, it was kind of, like, blue. It was all blue with stars. It wasn't black with stars. Okay. Yeah. So, it was, like, blue and then, like, stars everywhere and then disembodied voices. And that's all I caught. I didn't see anything except for. Just me floating there and then stars all around me. And then the voices. It was pretty wild. Yeah,
1: that's wild. Oh, so I didn't tell the end of the story. So
0: Yeah, yeah, sorry, I I cut you off.
1: No, no, it's perfect because it's a flow of conversation. I love it. (laughs) So so basically I was telling them what, you know, about this entire, you know, what I just told you, how I spun out into the void and then into the universe as as I know it and how we were all these orbs and I can see every way at the same time and then I said I was in this room and about the signing the paper and the weird guy and oh the beginning okay so the beginning of my projection I was on the kitchen I was standing on the kitchen floor And I started spinning and I went into the floor. So that's how it began. And that's where the girl, that's where the girl fell down crying. So when I told them that, and then I told them the end about where I was in the room and there was the mean guy, they were like, wait, the girl who was here the other day, she was having a problem because her stepdad was really abusive. And her dad was coming to, um, like have her legally put in his care. Hmm. So I had tapped into that energy in the house. Wow. Yeah, that's the that was the wild part for me. I was like, okay, wait, that wasn't just you know. That was really intense.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fucking wild, dude. Like, uh, I can't really. And this this last one that you had that this moment that you had, you said you pretty much like we're able to just for project at will. Are you still able to do that?
1: Yeah. I mean, like if I decide to intentionally astral astro project, yeah, yeah, I can do that, but I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Cause it, it's been so long that it's, I just kind of see where I naturally want to go.
0: Do you, do you um, get the same? So when I ask for project, I, I'm kind of like half in sleep, half out. And then, so I'm able to still be uh, conscious of what's happening. And then I start, it's funny because my brain is just like, fuck it. Just astral project. And then I, my body starts vibrating like rapidly.
1: Yeah. And you feel that tingling in the back of your skull.
0: Yeah. And then you start like closing your eyes really tightly that's what happens to me. Like, I close my eyes really tight, and I, my body starts vibrating, and then, like, boom, off I go.
1: Oh, yeah, like you're a rocket shooting yeah. into the nostrils. Yeah, like, um, for me, like, if I'm doing it consciously, first I'll get a tingle in the at the base of my spine, in the back of my head, and then it'll feel like someone's tickling the top of my head with their fingertips. And then I'm, like, phew,
0: yeah, and I feel myself that, that tingling at the top of your head, that's that's your uh, your um, crown chakra. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, it's wild. Your
0: pineal gland is like the 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 meeting point of the light and the dark. And it's like, boom, because the f- very first time I, I asked to projected was on complete accident. Um, I had a discussion with one of my friends and he was older than me. He's probably like a few years older than me. And he's talking about how his his uh, philosophy teacher was talking about astral projection. And he said, You gotta picture a a beam of light from your from your forehead, the middle of your forehead, to the tip of your toes. And that conversation came back to me while I was half in sleep, half out sleep. And I consciously <clears throat> pictured that beam of light from my middle the middle of my forehead which is the third eye the crown chakra the pineal gland <clears throat> to the tips of my toes and this beam of light just projected from my forehead to my toes and it was like <laughs> it was like a laser and then it split open and then off I went
1: wow
0: so there's many different techniques you can do to astral project mm-hmm. right
1: That is so, yeah, because, yeah.
0: It's all in the imagination, but at the same time, once you astral project and like people who are listening to this right now, who've never experienced this would probably think that both you and I are batshit crazy, but (laughs) when you experience it for yourself, you know firsthand that there's nothing like it. And it's a very, very real experience and it's like you don't need DMT to go to the other side.
1: Exactly, that's it right there. It's like we what? have
0: it within us to to travel there, right? Uh, without drugs or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing thing, and once you're aware of it, you'll never be unaware of it again. It's just this, you know. It's this. It's a Doesn't heightened thing. state of awareness. Yeah. Um. Basically, for me, like it's gotten to a point where, um, I this do my. Like, yeah, waters. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be fed soon. <laughs> um, basically, like my most active time is before I wake up. So sometimes I'll have a second sleep in the morning. Sometimes I'll wake up really early, sometimes before the crack of dawn. And then I'll be up for a few hours, maybe reading or something. And then I'll go back to sleep. And that's going to be my strongest astral projection time.
0: And so then- you know, It's funny you say that, too, because the last one I had with the dome and the blue, the blue and the stars
1: mm-hmm. was
0: when I was having a midday nap.
1: Right. It's the best time to do it. So like, yeah, like it's almost like a different world. And the thing about that place is like I have regular like I don't know if I should call them friends because it's kind of seems odd, but regular people that I associate with. And there's different there's different like scenarios and scenes and places that I go that I go to. You know, I maybe I haven't been to this certain place in years, or some city, and it's very familiar to me because I've been there before years ago. Uh, there's just different reoccurring places and and people, but the people I can't see them that, because they're they're not. It's not a dream. It's an astral projection, so they're more just of a like of um.
0: It's almost a like being. a telepathic thing.
1: Yeah, it's almost just they're more of a bl- of a blurb, but I can't see there. I can never see faces because it's an astral projection, and that's just not there. Like,
0: and that's it, what it, I was why? that's what I was trying to tell you about the the disembodied voices. It's like I know they're there because they're talking to each other, and I wasn't part of the conversation, but I knew they there was other people conversing, and I could hear them talking, and they were talking about God they were talking about god god's this and that and then when i when i came back into my body i was all i heard was like them still talking but it was echoing further and further away and then when i when i came to i could still fucking hear it when i came to that was that's the part that tripped me out yeah like i could because... still hear it echoing in my head when i when i opened my eyes and i knew i was awake again do you ever have that 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 feeling when you're in a lucid dream, and you you think you wake up, but you're you didn't you didn't wake up.
1: Yeah, it's a false awakening. It used to happen yeah. to me when I was young a lot, and it was just probably like my psyche trying to scare the crap out of me. But it they were always scary ones. But I stopped doing it. Um, I think it happens a lot if you're sleeping on your back. Yes, that's a, that's definitely a trigger to sleep paralysis also happens on the back so I don't sleep on my back usually
0: I don't sleep on my back either I used to when I was younger uh but I I can't do it anymore uh but it's funny because my last astral, pro- astral projection which we we're, we've been discussing now um I was on my back or like kind of on my side but more on my back you know what I mean
1: yeah, that's how my conscious, the, the, the one I told you about, the very conscious going into it, um, that's, I was definitely um, on my back because it, lying on my back would seem I think, like a more natural way to go into it.
0: I think that's why they lay people on their back when they die. Uh, especially the Egyptians, you know, when they mummify them, they lay them on their back because they know they're going into the astral. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And
0: yeah. then they got the the snake on their head, like the pharaoh the pharaoh uh, headgear. It's like the snake on the head, and that represents the pineal gland as well, right? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Pretty fucking super. wild,
0: man. <laughs> I, I love these conversations because I can't discuss these things with other people because they haven't experienced this shit, right?
1: Yeah. It is really wild. It is. You know, one time I went into this bookstore and I was just looking at different books and there was, someone had written a book about astral projection. And in the introduction, he said, when he was a child, he had these three different kinds of dreams. And one of them was something about, um, something about like his mother, an evil version of my, of his mother. And I used to have, dreams when I was maybe four, Shit. five, six of an evil doppelganger of my mother
0: I've had that
1: yeah, that is an that, it's almost like it's my, something my about mother... projectors that have that, and then another reoccurring dream he had that I also had was, I'm sorry you, were you going to say?
0: No, I was just saying like I, uh, pff, my mother is like a saint, like she's the most positive person I've ever met you know and and to see my dream is terrifying
1: yes oh my goodness same here like it was the opposite of my real mom who's you know very nurturing and sweet it was a very terrifying dream and she would always have long fingernails and she would look at me evil i always remember this one where like she was waiting out in the car And when I went outside, there was like a hole in the glass and I could see her nails clinking through it. Like I'll never forget the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. But then he also had a reoccurring dream of a situation where where he was propelled into the situation. And it was a reoccurring like anxiety dream and something scary would happen. And I had the same one where I was like um, we went to one of my mom's cousin's houses and they said go play downstairs in the basement and I went in the basement it was really creepy down there and I walked on this ladder and something weird happened and I had have that reoccurring dream when I was a child of being in that basement and scary things happening so two out of the three I had the same as him so I was like that's really weird and then you just said you had the the doppelganger mother dream and which that's just really Oh, my goodness. And
0: that that happened when I was in my, I believe, my mid-20s or early 20s.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Were you astrally projected before that?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. But this wasn't astral projection. This was a lucid dream. No,
1: no, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's funny because my mother and I both watched a movie together. Uh, I think it was this the day before and it was the movie was called legion and then the movie legion is about the angels coming down and you know annihilating people it was fucked up it's a really fucked up movie but i'd like to watch it again actually but at the beginning of the movie there's this old lady in a in a, in a restaurant and all of a sudden she just like turns into a fucking demon and then, like, really quickly crawls up the wall and looks back at them, like, turns her head all the way around.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, when I watched that movie with my mom, I was like, holy, my mom and I were both like, holy shit, right? But then, so the dream that I had, very lucid, like, I thought it actually happened. Um, I was laying in bed. I was sleeping and in my dream i was sleeping and then i opened my eyes and my mom was like at my my bedroom door and but it was at, like a dark shadow with eye like bright eyes and i was and i i rubbed my eyes and i looked at it and i said mom is that you and all of a sudden the door whipped open and just like the movie she ran into yeah. the bedroom crawled up the wall And then I woke up really quickly and I was like, did that just fucking happen?
1: Oh! Ah. That's just traumatizing.
0: And I I felt like a zombie for the rest of the day. Like, it terrified me.
1: Oh, that's just... That's just chilling, really. Oh, just the thought of it. Yeah, those kind of dreams.
0: I once kept a dream journal to, like, jot down... Um, the dreams that I was having and the lucid dreams that I was having. But then I stopped because I was like, I don't need to take notes of these because these, these dreams are sticking with me for the rest of my life. I'll never forget them.
1: Yeah. You know, okay. So there's something about that. Like, exactly. I remember this one time that I had been dream journaling like crazy. And I would wonder like, well, how come I don't remember all my dreams? And so one time I was kind of like flying back from the dream world and I was about to wake up and it was almost like I was I had these dreams in my hands and I was releasing them and I was like letting them go. And then another part of me, another part of me was like, Why are you letting those those go? And then this other part of me was like, Oh, we don't
0: need to remember those. Yeah.
1: It was just that simple. Like we don't need those. We don't need we don't, to bring those the,
0: back. Yeah, the memory the I said memories. Um, the dreams that we have that stick with us, we, d- we don't need to write them down because it's like a memory now, right? It's an imprinted memory in our, in our minds. Um, where was I going Hi. with this? Um, it's funny because just before I started recording with you, I had this memory slip into my mind. And then I was like, I had to think about it. I'm like, wait, that's, that's not really a memory. It was a dream that I had.
1: Yeah. See, I get them mixed up a lot. Like sometimes I'm not sure if I talk to someone, like I, you know, my friend, I'm like, I thought I talked to you last week. No. Not really? Cause we had this conversation. No, we never had that conversation. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, sometimes things are just so normal that I don't know if I dreamt it or if it really yeah. happened, you
0: know? but I But rec- I recognized it r- like pretty much right after. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. And then I was like, oh no, that was a dream.
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's like the, the lucid dreams that we have become memories. It's because they're so vivid, right?
1: Well, you know, the thing about our our brain, our brain does not distinguish between a dream and an actual memory, it doesn't right. make that distinction. And so when but we, we do, right. So yeah, when we get up and our, with our mind, we can discern. Right. Sometimes not always. I can't always discern. Sometimes I'm just, it'll be something vague and I'm never going to find out if it really happened or not. Right. Um, but usually, yeah, usually we can use our minds to discern, but our brain doesn't know the difference. So that's why sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be so angry at someone. And it'll take me, you know, maybe a while to get over it and I have to keep saying it was just a dream. It was just a dream. They didn't really do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, our brain, it doesn't know the difference. So trauma is trauma or joy is joy or flying is flying. And flying dreams are some of my favorites. But, like, breathing underwater is even more fun.
0: Oh, yeah, that's great. (laughs) I love flying.
1: Yeah,
0: flying is fun, dude. I'm just like, <laughs> it's funny because when you're in the dream state, you kind of get a little freaked out by flying, but then you're like, oh, it's just a dream, so I can go anywhere I want. And then you just take off. Mm-hmm. And it's you wild. Down and, you down and like everything's just like so vivid. You're like, I'm fucking flying, dude. You know?
1: <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah.
0: And I'm gonna go here. Watch this boom and you like supersonic fly away like it's so cool it's, it's it amazing. is it's wild i amazing. think that's our higher self showing what we're capable of but we can't really do it in our meat bag
1: exactly because you know we're heavy here and we're light there. Yeah. And but we're the so- wild thing is it can be heavy there too. There's astral planes that are so heavy that um like, I can't put my hand through a wall and I'll be like, Oh, this is one of those lower astral realms. And, you know, like, oh, I want to go to the higher ones, but you know, there's different astral realms that are more coarse, you know, and then there's ones that are lighter and they, you know, I, I've heard that what people describe of as, as heaven is actually like the highest astral realm. And it's, just like you know, I'm not sure,
0: <laughs> but uh, completely, I, but I feel completely completely like there, yeah, completely devoid of satanic infiltration into our minds, yeah, just and, pure
1: light, yeah, and like love and
0: and bliss and mm-hmm. all the shit that we would love to have by doing drugs and all that shit, but it's there in a natural state
1: Mm -hmm. and it's accessible to us every single night when we dream and for all we know we're going there every night for all we know we're touching the heavens every night we perhaps can't bring that memory back because maybe it would be entirely too painful to live out this life knowing about that and i do remember um many years ago when i was in therapy for some depressive kind of stuff um I was telling him that I didn't like this world because it was so heavy and everything took so long. And I just wanted to lose myself in the dream world and the astrals and the lucid dreaming. And, you know, he told me a, a story about a patient he had that had the same thing happen to him. And he didn't really have a solution. He just said, well, just try to make this world as good as you can, you know, yeah, as, that's that's as good as you can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but, also, knowing there is something greater when we leave our body, you know,
1: mm-hmm. it's very it promising.
0: It keeps me going, and it keeps me wanting to do what I do with this podcast. It's like, and getting guests, awesome fucking guests on here, such as yourself. It's like, thank you. I have these conversations with these people who have had similar experiences as, as me. But I can't talk about this to people in my daily life because they'd either think I'm fucking crazy or <laughs> maybe they have had similar experiences. And in that case, I would invite them on the podcast and get their their voice out there. But not everybody wants to get their voice out there at the same time. Right. Yeah. Because they're too scared of being crazy, quote unquote. Right? <laughs> Me, I lost that fear, and that's why I'm doing this show. I'm just like, fuck yeah. it, you need to hear these conversations. So here I go.
1: <laughs> yes, and that's how that's how we bring it all out into the open. And you know, um, I've always been a proponent of not having secrets. And I remember talking about this kind of stuff with people, and I had this one guy like, Shh, "Why are you telling everybody this stuff? This is secret knowledge." And I'm like, "No, this isn't secret knowledge." You know, because I have people come up to me here that had heard about me teaching people how to breathe underwater in the astrals and I'd have people, can you teach me how to breathe underwater? Right. Yeah, I can actually.
0: It's all in the mind. But really, the mind is the vessel for the spirit.
1: Exactly. It's what connects our bodies here. It connects our body to the spirit and that's our mind. It's like it's pretty amazing because it really, we can do anything that, you know, that is possible. That is, you know, within our physical boundaries, but then we can also leave those physical boundaries behind. And then we're in the infinite possibilities and, uh, you know, a realm of things that haven't even, you know, maybe crossed our minds and there's, there's so much to it. Um, it can be dangerous I think for some people to actually project at certain times. Cause maybe if they're in a state of mind where, you know, like on the lower levels, there can be, there can be, you know, just bad actors that are tr- just trying to juice people's energy. Sure. And um, so that's, that's a real thing too. That's a real thing too. Um, Have like... you
0: experienced any negative entities on your on your travels?
1: Yeah, like I said, when I was younger, it was utterly terrifying. The kind of things that you know, like I like your like
0: your mom, my mom. Well,
1: no, like it. I'd like a lot of times it'd be something like I'm somewhere and these guys are trying to kidnap me, and then I I run and hide in a closet, and I'd make the closet bring me somewhere else, um, and after a while, I just started flying away. Um, I remember in one dream I was on a blue bus and I'm like, holy crap, this is Charles Manson's freaking bus. I need to get the hell out of here as soon as humanly fucking possible. So I'm trying to, yeah, I'm on the blue bus and I'm like, I need to get the hell out of here. I just felt horrible energy and I'm trying to get off and I'm pushing through people to get off the bus and I get out of the bus and I look into the sky and I start flying into the sky and whew, i heard a whoosh by me and i looked kind of down by my shoulder and i saw charlie charles manson he's like what if i can fly
0: too Fuck, and just, what was, if it was him what if it was actually him no
1: i mean i feel like what yeah like what the frick like what it was some very heavy dark entity because uh, utterly terrified and i didn't want to lucid dreamer ashley project for a while after that i was terrified to do it absolutely i mean just him saying i'll never forget it what if i can fly too just in this real demonic voice like,
0: Holy I'm fuck. like oh my
1: god some of these fuckers can fly right. you know oh my goodness and well so what happened was i started learning lessons like the lesson was i can't just run away from everything and so in the dreams And they become like almost a lucid dream. Um, And then there's actual entities there, which is now we've crossed into the astrals. And um, basically just, I remember one time I tried to fly up and I ended up in these clouds. They were like pink clouds. A lot of times I'll go to clouds. I don't know I like love clouds, but I went into these pink clouds and they were almost like intestines and then, like I was kind of like hovering and kind of flying over, like through, kind of through these inte- weird, cloudy, weird
0: oh, no. things. I shoved up somebody's rectum.
1: No, it was like it was <laughs> <quite> cloudy. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe it was like something weird, like like, that, like uh,
0: was, like Lemmy, just- like Lemmy Winks from South Park. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It was oh my um, god. the gay guys at South Park. He stuffed a hamster up his ass, and then it was like <laughs> Lenny Wakes was like on an adventure trying to get out, and they were oh singing the like, singing like the Lord of the Rings songs and everything. Oh my god, it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it was like some kind of weird bowlish intestine-y, weird cloudy thing. But the this is the crazy thing. So I was hovering, and then there was this pit. And in the pit there was some kind of weird demon, but he was on all fours and he had like no skin. It was just almost like red sinews and tendons. Right.
0: right. Like when you see like a medical diagram of yeah, somebody. Yeah,
1: but it has was some no kind skin. of beast on all fours, and he was trapped in the cloud, like in a little it was almost like a Mario thing. It was so weird. Just crazy. I've had a billion crazy things like that over the years. Like just i've encountered so many freaking beings but I, now i'm at a point where yeah. like it's, well i'm sorry go ahead
0: i said you're crazy melody <laughs> i'm crazy crazy
1: like a fox <laughs> <laughs> so um i don't know it's just yeah astral projecting and lucid dreaming and just it's like an adventure every time we go to sleep and that's just it
0: fun. is <laughs> talk to people and i always ask how are your how are your dreams and then it's funny because nine times out of ten people say,
1: say i don't dream yeah and i'm like you do you just don't remember
0: dude i fucking dream every night
1: Well, I think everyone does dream to a capacity, but I think most people that are saying that they just don't remember it because there's nothing for them to bring back and they don't want Mm. it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. They don't want it. I don't want this. I don't want this enlightenment right now, or I don't want this burden, or I don't want this knowledge or whatever it is that they could bring back, which is anything really. Yeah. Because everything is within everything that's accessible is within.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All knowledge, like the, the, all kingdom, everything. the kingdom of god is is within
1: exactly
0: yeah.
1: it reminds all- me of a of a funkadelic song um he says free your mind and your ass will follow the kingdom <laughs> heaven is within yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty good good stuff yeah
0: it's pretty wild i mean like people don't pay attention to uh What's going on inside? That's the problem, I think. And the thing is, like, people are always looking to the external to find who God is. Or, you know, they go to church on Sundays and they look to the external. But you have That's to look right. within.
1: Exactly. Because there's nothing that is without us. You know, like... right. It's all within us. Like when basically if we think that there's something that's outside of us, that's more powerful than us, then that's disempowering. But yeah. if we all know that we have that light within us, within our proverbial hearts, and that we are all a piece of that light. That's kind of how I think of it. Like, I feel like we're kind of like how I was in the sky I was this like I was a star in the sky and we we're all stars and we put all the stars together. It's like a giant, you know, like, um, ball of light. And that's what I think of as Godhead, like everyone puts their, their, you know, their spirit together and all the spirits together make a soul. And I feel I feel like that's what God is. And we're, we're in touch with that collective soul.
0: I, that's that's another good band that I really like is Collective Soul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and in soul, like, oh, my God. Bro. Fuck, Collective Soul, I was listening to him in high school. And there's another Indian kid that loved them. Too. No, he's, he, was a, he was a Chinese kid, and he loved Collective Soul. And he him and I would, like, talk about them. And it, it's just... That's such a great fucking band name.
1: I know, Just it really is.
0: Collective Soul, because that's what we are. We are a collective, and we are all a part of the creator and creation. And, like, wrap your fucking mind around that shit, you know?
1: Exactly.
0: Wrap your mind around that. We are all a fragment of God. God is us experiencing itself.
1: In human form, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that I hate really saying that. Like, I hate saying that sometimes because people will, people will be like, oh, what, so you think you're Jesus? I'm like, dude, we're all fucking Christ, man. If we're, we're, we're all Christ, we're all God experiencing God.
1: Consciousness.
0: In this yeah. Yeah.
1: Right, we're all we're all we all have Christ consciousness. That's that's what they say when they say Christ consciousness. I mean, that's you know, I don't understand it's such uh, a simple
0: fucking simple concept, but then you get these people that say, "Oh, you're you're involved in the new age movement. You're you're of the devil." I'm like, "Dude, come on, man."
1: But that's the thing too is like even the old religions say that God, you know, God is a part of us and we're created from him or you know and I don't think of God as a him or her I um,
0: I it's divine know. masculine divine feminine just like the baphomet the baphomet yeah, I mean, has been to, be, to look like a satanic symbol but all it represents is the fucking uh, divine masculine and divine feminine okay yeah as above so uh, male masculine feminine
1: Okay, yeah.
0: It's not a satanic symbol, but people, as soon as they see the Baphomet, they're like, that's satanic. <laughs> well, yeah. Christianity, I think Christianity is here to demonize every, all the universal truths.
1: Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I just, for me, like it was, I, you know, I was raised, well, at first I was Lutheran, but then when my parents divorced, I was, because my mo- mom's Catholic love you butters yeah that's actually the other roosters um so Mm. basically like i had catholicism shoved down my throat and i really didn't appreciate it as a youth and i really rebelled so hardcore against that like even to the point of becoming completely goth and listening to christian death and like
0: oh shit (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, it was hardcore. Like uh in when I was sleeping, my mom would come in and she would sprinkle holy water on me. She would hide Oh yeah, she would hide scapulars under my mattress. Like she thought I was possessed.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, she is hardcore, you know, because she's from the old country and she is they're among the first Christians. She's uh, Chaldean. You you heard of the Chaldeans, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, like ancient nomadic tribe from mesopotamia so you know they're among the first christians and they are now hardcore catholics and so you know yeah throwing holy water
0: around. me she walks in and you're listening to like fucking mayhem or cradle of filth
1: i mean you know, i listen to christian death
0: you know? it's pretty simple christian death <laughs> what, like what are some of the band names
1: oh god they're like an old goth band from california
0: is, was that a was that a band name? Christian Death?
1: Yeah, oh yeah.
0: Oh, oh shit. Not. Okay. <laughs> I I at it.
1: So yeah. Um it's I'm like into more I'm into more chill music <laughs> these days.
0: <laughs> you know, I, was, I still love my metal. I still love my metal.
1: I love my metal, but I don't necessarily listen to Christian Death anymore. Um I'm really into just like I'm into so much different kind of, I'm really a post rock head these days too. I love post rock, like the Caspian and like stuff like that mountain with the weird O.
0: (laughs) don't know that.
1: Yeah. There's this, there's this whole genre that's called post rock and it's just absolutely amazing. I, I like the instrumental post rock. It's just, it's just so amazing.
0: I've still listened to kiss. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I lo- hey i love my kiss song too for sure.
0: oh my god what's your favorite kiss album
1: um i don't know my favorite album but i like th- you know i like all the hits put it that way
0: i uh, see i i'm a a deep diver because i've been a kiss fan all my life so i like like the obscure tracks that are like that nobody <laughs> knows about and like i, right. I it's funny because I, w- I went up to my buddy at work today. I'm like, listen to this fucking solo, right? And I played it. Boom. He's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Who is this? And I showed him. It was it was um, the song uh, Sweet Pain on Destroyer. He's like, oh, man, I, n- I never listened to Kiss. I'm like, dude. He's <laughs> like, all I know is I want to rock and roll on that. <laughs> dude, I said, Kiss has some fucking bangers, man go deep dive into their catalog <laughs> yeah i like, A, really was my hero growing up he still is
1: really oh my goodness okay remember do you remember the um the family guy when lois <laughs> and I mean, peter go to the kiss concert <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he's she's like, they're like, ah, want to rock and roll all night, and then she's like, and have a real good time.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Peter was cringing, and the whole concert stopped.
0: That's so funny. But <laughs> that was the best. when Kiss is at Denny's, and then Ace Freely orders the moons over my hammy. Oh my god, that's so funny.
1: The show is crazy make yeah, I don't
0: know. Like, they always make Ace to look like the the bigger like the the stupid stoner right which he was <laughs> he's the alcoholic and the stoner right and that's why they kicked him out of the well they kicked him out of the band because he wanted to go more metal or like hard rock and they were doing like um, unmasked and dynasty and then he started getting out of what they wanted to do, like, the direction they were going in, right? So, yeah, that's enough. That's enough about Kiss.
1: Uh, (laughs) I just remember my cousin loved Kiss, and she had a poster on her wall, and I was like, okay.
0: (laughs) Funny story. I had a Kiss flag on my wall when I was about six years old. (laughs) And I... I woke up in the middle of the night. I still don't know to this day if it was a dream, a lucid dream, or I was imagining things. But I opened my eyes and I looked at that, that flag <clears throat> and Ace Frehley winked at me. Oh and I got so terrified that I tore that flag down and I was <laughs> I put it in the crawl space never to be seen again and then years later when my parents split up like we were talking about before my my mom had a bunch of my stuff and she had a garage sale and that flag was there and I wanted to get rid of it so bad because I was terrified of it (laughs) still yeah and somebody bought it I'm like oh thank god that's gone
1: I probably winked at them too (laughs) yeah
0: right I don't know man
1: Cheeky little flag
0: maybe that was just Ace sending me a signal to say You're on the right path But I don't know it freaked me, freaked me the fuck out
1: <laughs> Yeah that would have been freaky I remember waking
0: up one night uh, In the middle of the night And I was about seven years old or so Six or seven And we had a stereo in our living room And we had four speakers In all corners Of the, the living room and I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard static coming out of the stereo, yeah. all speakers. And I'm, it was the middle of the night, probably like two, three in the morning. And I'm shivering and I'm walking towards the stereo and I ran up to it and I turned it off. <laughs> but I, I don't know if that was a lucid dream or if that actually happened still to this day.
1: Yeah, that's wild. See, stuff like that, it looks like you'll never know.
0: Attic, that. Attic becoming a... Oh, like, maybe my parents left it on or whatever, but it freaked me out.
1: That is wild.
0: I used yeah. to have... Um, oh, I have a really weird fear about uh, records skipping. Like, Ooh. vinyl records. Uh, did, if I did you see a horror movie or something, not that I'm aware of, but like every time I hear like a record skipping, I would I would have to go run up to the record player and flick the needle off right away because it would terrify me.
1: Oh wow! Like really as soon weird. as it as soon as it ended.
0: No, it'd be skipping. Like you know, like when, like say, like let's take.
1: Oh, th- like when? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like. they
1: do that in a lot of horror movies
0: yeah
1: you know you know what you know what i noticed about movies too like uh, so many movies begin with some kind of a journey i mean i noticed most movies begin with some kind of a journey they're going in a in the car somewhere they're going usually they're going in a car somewhere so to me it's almost okay we're we're watching a movie and they're taking us somewhere and they're saying okay you were here you were in your living room but come with us get in the car get on the plane get on the train we're going somewhere and then they take us there so it's almost like we're experiencing this change with the the actors in the movie so right. here we are we're going on a journey now we're at this house and now the movie's beginning This, if you notice now you'll never You'll never not notice it again. How many movies start with a journey going somewhere? Right. And it's almost like, like in a dream too. Like we're going somewhere. It's always Different a journey.
0: This whole thing is a journey. Everything. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah, it's wild.
0: And it, like I, I love it. Honestly, like as robotic as my daily life can be. I could still go to my dream state and be like, "Oh man, this is fucking awesome."
1: Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't, no, sleep not, is
0: so- I don't have nightmares.
1: Yeah, I don't either anymore. Like, I mean, even even like the once most- in a blue moon, once in a blue moon. But it's this weird thing, like a okay, cat of this weird. It was supposed to be a nightmare, and I know they were supposed to scare the crap out of me, but I was just frustrated but I was in my old childhood home and there it was in nighttime and there was this little buggy and this little tricycle in the kitchen and they kept going like not, not both of them, but the tricycle kept going around through the hallway and coming back the other side of the kitchen at me and there's no one on it and it freaked me out and I stopped it and there was something like clipped to it. I don't remember. And I took it off and it freaked me out, but I was like, "Yo, stop trying to scare me. Like this is done with the tricycle. And I stopped it and then it came around again. And I'm like, Oh, we just stop! Like, I'm not scared. This isn't scaring me. And that's yeah. kind of how I respond to this stuff at the, at this point, I'm like, it's not scary. It's stupid. Stop sending a tricycle at me with a buggy. I'm not scared.
0: It's not yeah. Scary. Like for me, <laughs> um, not so much more lately, but in my recent past, I would have at least three or four dreams a month with the same theme about being in back in either high school or college and I need like one more credit and I have to take seven classes to get that one credit.
1: Oh, God.
0: Skipping, I keep skipping all the other classes just to get that one credit, but they keep kicking me out because... Because I I'm keep skipping, right?
1: Mm, yeah, like you don't go to class?
0: Yeah, because I'm like, I don't need this fucking class. Why am I going to be here? I only need this one fucking credit, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> but then I get to school the first day. And I don't know where I got to go because I don't have my schedule. And then I go to the office to get my schedule. And they're like, we can't help you. We need to figure it out. Oh man. It's fucking school crazy, dude. And I actually I haven't had one in a long time, but I had one of those yesterday.
1: Oh, the school dream. Yeah. Those are anxiety dreams. Those are anxiety dreams. School dreams are always anxiety dreams. Yeah, it's That's like
0: for me. Yeah, it's like I I end up in this in this class where nobody knows who I am, but I'm there <laughs> and I'm the oldest car- guy in the in the fucking class. Oh no. It's, it's crazy. I, I don't understand why I keep having these dreams. And then I, I look at my schedule and I'm like, oh, I got family studies. Fuck, I don't need that. I'm going to skip that. I'm going go <laughs> to go uh, to uh, drafting class. I don't know what the fuck drafting is. I don't need that, so I'm going to skip that too.
1: Oh, that's wild. It,
0: it's crazy. It's like so much, man.
1: And then you wake up and you're like, you feel like, oh, I have to do this homework. And you're like, what homework? Wait, that was just, mm-hmm. a, that was just a frustrating dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now we have
0: this whole AI thing, right? And like, I feel Ooh. like, is what, I'm, is what I'm doing right now by doing this podcast and taking the time to to get my voice out there? Is this, is this a good thing, or am I in the metaverse? Because I don't really want to be in the metaverse, because I know it is fucking fake, and I, I know it's not part of God, you know, but at the same time, I need people to get, uh, I need people to hear uh, these conversations, right? right. So, am I, am I pulling people into the metaverse? Am I living in the metaverse? Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's so fucking strange right now. These times are so wild.
1: You know what? that? Re- what you just said reminds me of something that Bob Marley said in an interview. And um, they were interviewing him. They were talking about, like, him using electric equipment and guitars. And and they said, well, you say that, um, you say Babylon is bad, but here you're using, you know, like, el- you know, electric you're using electric, whatever, you know, like, it's not just acoustic. It's, you know, um, with sound systems and electricity, he's saying. Sure. He's saying, so the interviewer says, so you're using all that. So, you know, maybe you are using the fruits of Babylon. And then Bob Marley says, Babylon has no fruits, man. Wow. Yeah. So, so we're
0: using this to our advantage for...
1: For the greater, you know, the greater good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: the fact that I'm non-materialistic, I'm I'm very spiritual. uh, I'm using. Be
1: careful of that word. Remember.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs)
1: People hate that word. Spiritual. It's
0: new age, right? (laughs) Um, But the fact that I'm using this technology to get this this out there is. A good thing I think
1: absolutely I absolutely think so because I mean wh- you know we're using the resources for positive means and for me personally like I'm not on social media like I had to email you because I don't have I'm not on social media I'm just I don't do it I don't fo- I have no one follows me I'm not following anyone yeah I don't have any of that I've never had Facebook um i had a snapchat a, a snapchat a decade ago i close you know it's gone now
0: i don't even um, understand snapchat to be honest
1: oh i'm sorry not snapchat my bad i have snap snapchat's just nothing i meant instagram i had instagram about oh, okay. a decade ago and i ditched it sorry i misspoke i do snapchat's the only thing i do and i have a couple of friends that i just like it, it's just more like you can call people from other countries and it's free and-
0: you're a trans man Right now, you're a trans man. <laughs> <laughs> that one video he sent me that was hilarious. I showed it to oh,
1: my, my little spoofs. I love this is my,
0: my Next guest, guys, look at her. She's fucking funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did? You put that up?
0: No, uh, no. I showed my friends at work.
1: Oh, how awesome! Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, Snapchat's fun because can with these funny little filters and that's a whole nother story. But that that for my account is private on there. I just, you know, I have a few people that I know on there. But yeah, as far as like Instagram, it's it's been shut down for a decade. Um, I had a Twitter account that, you know, I shut down years ago after just things started getting crazy. And then I was on Parlor, they shut that down and um, you know, after that, I was just kind of like, I don't really, to me, social, and it's it's really not social media; it's social networking, I guess. But like, yeah. for me, I think it's it, it it was more of a detriment than a than anything positive for me personally. It just it, it never it, was a good yeah. thing for me.
0: It definitely can be because there's a lot of shit out there that um, it catches on to your own interests, and it's like at the same time. I don't know if my own interests are good for me or not, you know. <laughs> and it'll, it'll show you things that you probably don't want to see at the same time. Like now, I'm seeing a lot of uh, artificial intelligence art. And, oh no, yeah, I don't like yeah, that. It freaks me that's out because
1: boring.
0: as soon as I, yeah, as soon as I see it, I'll, it's like I recognize it. I know it's not human. Right? It's like and,
1: Uncanny Valley, right? When you
0: see that's it. exactly it. I just started putting this into the collective about Uncanny Valley. I I work with this autistic kid, God bless him. He's fucking hilarious. You wouldn't know he's autistic, but he told me about Uncanny Valley. And so I started looking into it and I just posted something on Wikipedia from Wikipedia onto my Instagram about Uncanny Valley. And basically what Uncanny Valley is, is that, you recognize something that's not human, but it's trying to disguise itself as human and it's revolting. Like you can't mm-hmm. and look at it and, and be like, Oh yeah, that's human. You're like, no, fuck. No, that's not human, dude. Then that's creepy as shit.
1: Right. Like you just get a bad feeling and that's, uncanny. you know, I get on canny Valley a lot of times when I'll see someone who's maybe like an angry trans person um oh so I really get uncanny, yeah i get uncanny valley because yeah. i'm like that's not a dude or that's not a chick
0: Like. right right right
1: you know i don't say anything because let people do what they want sure you know? sure as long, sure. As, long yeah. as they stay out of my bathroom i'm cool yeah i mean and i mean the bathroom in my house so we're good
0: yeah <laughs> and you don't have two you don't have a male and female bathroom that some <laughs> no. about going in. Right, no, so all... I don't.
1: I just don't. I don't want anyone in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Hey, you can go down the street to the community center. Yeah, a, and whip out, whatever, whip out whatever.
0: Whip out whatever genitalia you have and take a piss. I don't care.
1: <laughs> right. You can go in the yard. Uh, you know, whatever. Got a quarter acre here. It's pretty. You know, it's beautiful and there's trees. So, but um, yeah, it's just pretty wild. Um, So I was going to say, we were talking about the whole, like, oh, spirituality. Okay. So I wanted to say that the original Greek definition of of psyche is of the spirit or soul. So psyche, of the spirit or soul. So to be psychic is to be in touch with the spirit or the soul. So when we're like, oh, psychic, it it means that you know everything I'm thinking and you know everything that's going to happen. And that's just... That's some, you know, that's some, well, what is it? Propaganda. Because that's not really what psychic means at all. Psychic is just to be in touch with our spirit and our soul. Sure. So like when the whole, um, you know, like Katrina, Hurricane Katrina happened and I used to live in New Orleans. So what had happened was, okay, so it happened on a Friday. On Monday, I started having this dream and it reoccurred. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, four nights in a row. This dream reoccurred
0: after, after the
1: hurricane before the hurricane.
0: Oh shit. Okay.
1: And this, the wild part is I was telling my friends about it. Like I said, I just had this dream like three nights in a row. I think I told them on Thursday. I had the dream again that night, but it was different. So the first three nights I was walking through this murky green swampy water with other people. And there was just like basic human goods floating around everywhere. And it's just murky. And I woke up and I'm like, oh, that was weird. So then Tuesday night, same dream. Wednesday night, very similar, but the water's deeper. And it just keeps getting more dire in the dream. Um, And, I was like, I don't know It's murky. It's like almost like maybe it's like a swamp or something. It just seemed really swampy. I was telling my friends about the dream. And I'm like, I just had this dream three nights in a row. It's really freaking me out. So I go to sleep Thursday. And I have, you know, I I come to in this green water. And it's deeper this time. And there's people, you know, a couple people sloshing through ahead of me and just I remember that the water kept getting deeper and finally I couldn't make it any further and I just gave up and I drowned. I just, you know, um, sank blah, into blah, the blah, green, blah, 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 water and I died. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: yeah. Blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, it was it. I was done. I couldn't make it any further. So I wake up Friday and I was like, oh God, that's was just like, finally, God, I'm glad I'm dead. Like, I can't do that dream anymore. And that night, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. Wow. So... Yeah, and it was, like, documented because my friends knew, like, that I told them. And they were... Right. One of the people, one of the people stopped talking to me after that because he was, like...
0: Staring. You are a charlatan. You are a... of the devil.
1: Yeah, not even charlatan because charlatans fake it. He was just, like, he, he's, like, you're...
0: Too freaked out by... He yeah, called yeah, a yeah. witch.
1: I'm like, I'm not a witch. <laughs> what he was saying, like, I had a prophetic series of dreams like what's the big deal i don't know i was just in tune yeah, well, with what like animals
0: are yeah it's a big deal to certain people you know
1: yeah he was i mean i you know i've alienated other people in my life by telling them things i had no business knowing like
0: oh sure but, i mean um, the same thing with in my situation where uh growing up i don't know if you've heard my very first episode or not but um I told my paranormal experiences and I've had three of them growing up in, in the same house. And two, the first two, I was alone and the, the, the third I was with somebody else and they experienced it. And then years later I contact, contacted them on Facebook and I said, you remember that time when you heard that voice with me? And she was like, Nope, never happened. Wow. Right, so it's like it was a confirmation for me, but at the same time, I asked her about it. She's like, "Nope, that didn't happen." But I remember very, very vividly that she heard it with me, and she grabbed my fucking hand. We heard a voice. Oh wow! She grabbed my hand, and we went outside and waited for my the rest of my family to come home because she was looking after me. I was about ten or eleven years old, right? And uh, yeah, she grabbed my hand. We waited on the the porch. And then, because uh, she was terrified, and so was I, and we wow. waited for her to get home. And then, years later, I contacted her on Facebook, and she completely denied that it happened. And it's like oh, that's... people are either receptive and they want to accept it, or they just want to completely reject it.
1: Yeah, because maybe it's just too scary; they can't deal with that reality. I mean, that's, yeah, it's you know, a lot of times what could happen. I feel like. <clears throat>
0: I accept Um, the reality because I know it's reality.
1: Well, right. Yeah. Because you can kind of, it rings true. Like there's a part of us that can feel it's almost like our instinct or intuition. We can, when something really is so true, It that's why I say it rings true. It's almost like it's ringing within us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we can't see it. We can't feel it, but we know. Exactly, is it's that... almost beyond
1: knowledge too. It's not able. It's like beyond knowledge. It's like we feel it to the core of our
0: being. Yeah, but at the same time, now that I look at everything in, in this reality that we're living in, I I can see everything on the on the other side. You know now right,
1: right, all these, right. Okay. yeah.
0: All these you almost seeds see like that have the
1: been... the fi- Not what is it? You you almost see like that. It, it's like. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I think you were talking about it with your last guest, something like break on through to the other side, what that really means.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That means get to know that the other reality is the actual real reality.
1: Right. Okay. So here's this thing I was going to mention to you. So when I'm in these other realms in the astrals, I am completely aware of my existence here. I'm completely aware of it. And I'm even telling my friends, like, I got to go back there because I have to, I have to, like, wake up and go, okay, I have to paint my house today. Like, I'm right. completely aware of this, this life. Sure, sure. I'm there. Completely aware of it. Of all of it, you know. It's just, it's so, it, it's like um, another layer of understanding when I'm there. More so than when I'm here, like, in the third dimension.
0: Yeah, everything on the other side looks way more real than here.
1: Mm-hmm. Because this is, it, I mean, really, this is the mirror reflection. I mean, everything we're seeing is without, right? You know. So, yeah, it's wild. Um, have you ever heard of a book called The Astral Body? No. So there's a book. It's called The Astral Body, and it's, I think, oh god, I think it's A.E. Powell. And he writes about the astral body to the point of where he tells what, like, if somebody is yelling violently, it's like black arrows and they can stick into your astral body. And if someone is, um, you know, when they're angry, it's like their, their aura is red. And it tells about the colors of it's they, I don't know if he calls it aura or the astral body, but things can stick to the astral body saying, and then he also, I mean, it's just a very in-depth book. So basically, um, Him and a couple other scientists, one was named Murdoch, another one was named Ledbetter, and they did these experiments. They were scientists, and they entered the realm of metaphysics. And what they did was they did these experiments that they tried to prove that they could glean information through the astrals. And at the time, you know, there wasn't a lot of technology. They locked Murdoch in a house and they tried to glean information to him and it somehow it worked. So it's actual, you know, scientific. That's why they coined it metaphysics um, or ter- not coined the term. They, that's why they called it metaphysics, what they were doing because they actually were able to prove that he could glean information through the astrals.
0: That's fucking wild.
1: Yeah, it is. They do don't, you
0: find it, don't you find it kind of funny how they're calling it metaverse?
1: yeah because metaphysics and it's the thing is it's the opposite of that it's like deeper into the matrix well they're saying come out of the matrix and they're actually pulling into the matrix
0: right it's it's it's, the next it's the next form of uh complete control and slavery it's uh Um, yeah slavery yeah yeah for sure it's it's unbelievable like it when I was a kid, and I, I, I spoke to this to with, um, uh, oh yeah, on, on White Rabbit last night when I was on there. And it's, if you haven't heard White Rabbit podcast, I highly recommend you check it out. Um, he's awesome. But I went on there finally, because we were supposed to get together for a long time, uh, since like last September or so. And we finally did last night but I was talking about Tron and how Tron was one of my favorite Disney movies ever and how, you know, this guy is a computer programmer. He makes games and he gets sucked into the fucking computer world. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. Oh God. Okay, cool. So he is like the Christ figure where he's the only user quote unquote that goes into the matrix to save everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And I always, I was always like, yeah, I, I would love to go into the computer world. I think it's fucking awesome, this and that. And now I'm like, now that what I know what I know, I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't want a part of that, you know. I don't want to be a part of it because and I know I that deeper deeper into the slavery rabbit hole right
1: yeah i feel like extraction is the only way to go from any of these systems that are being placed um you know all of it the the whole um federal tax system i have not been a part of for decades i just and i'm not going back um i didn't even take their covid money they're trying to offer me covid i don't want their money
0: same here um they were giving us, uh, the they called it the CURB. Uh, it's an acronym. I don't know what it stands for, but it's like COVID relief uh, checks or whatever. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, you have to, you had to apply for it. The U.S. was giving it away.
1: Right. But, they, did, they couldn't give it to me because I'd been out of the system so long. They didn't know right. where to put it.
0: <laughs> but for me, my brother was like, oh, you should get it. I'm like, no, I'm not taking any more of the fucking money. Fuck them. They're trying to play the fucking hero. Right. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to. What's the price
1: going to be for that? You know, I don't
0: want. money. Exactly. It's like, how much am I going to have to fucking pay back when they ask for it back?
1: Or anything. Now, all of a sudden, they did you a favor. Yeah. You know, now for me, all it would do is pull me back into their system because they're going to have me, what, like fill stuff out. I'm not going to do that. I'm trying to go the other way. I'm extracting myself from their system. So
0: i saw this i'm gonna do the
1: whole like you know that guy who was saying about that we're all corporations and to you know like how to get out of that right i'm gonna do that like i'm gonna start studying i don't know for sure if i'm gonna do but know if that's something i might want to do is like take it all back and become sovereign
0: exactly yeah exactly and now they're
1: halfway there already
0: (laughs) Melody, they're, they are trying... Uh, I've heard a podcast recently where there is a news blurb and they're saying, like, they're trying to label sovereign people as terrorists.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've heard yeah. so much about that. Yeah, and what they're doing is they're using these fake people who are calling, calling themselves sovereign citizens. Well, they're not citizens at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a sovereignty means you're not a citizen. So basically, yeah, they're having these people who are very um radical and who are actually just smearing the
0: cause exactly
1: and they're and of they're, course-
0: they're using them as a scapegoat to say that you can't be a sovereign citizen otherwise you're a fucking terrorist
1: yeah exactly like if you want to be sovereign you're gonna to have to fight city hall with guns and bats and no 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 not at all you know the guy um what is his name? He he's been bringing a lot of news to us lately about being sovereign. Um, what is his name? He has the um, the website. Let me see. I'm gonna look up sovereign. S O V E R. Do you know who I'm talking about?
0: I think so. Is he like a black guy or like almost black?
1: Um. Okay. No. What, he- what is his name? Um. Jeez, Louise. Well, anyway. Um. Yeah. He was. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I had it written down, and now I don't know where it is. But anyway, okay. yeah. He, he um, what is his website? Um, I think it's One Stupid Fuck or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Now you know who I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, right? I heard
0: him on another podcast, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was saying all about that, and yeah.
0: I think I'm it was kidding. Legit Bat that I heard him on. I could be wrong. Which one was it? Legit Bat.
1: Yeah, I've, I heard him on a few podcasts. Yeah. Um, let's see.
0: But he's got a ton of information on his website.
1: Yeah. About a, yep. a
0: sovereign citizen or a, a sovereign human.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A sovereign being. And
0: sure. they don't want that because they want control over every fucking individual on the planet.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's why we just you know, the more I feel, I just, I call it extraction, like extract ourselves from it, all of it. I think the further out we get, the better off we'll be, you know, the less reliant we are because I've been on solar, you know, pretty much for a few decades now and rainwater and, um, you know, I'm not reliant on any of the systems or, you know, any of that. And yep. So it doesn't matter what they do. I have my own, you know, for a while anyway. I mean, how long, you know, and I also I'm kind of a, you know, I, I have 500 pounds of food, I grind my own grains, you know, like, um, grind my own wheat berries, I grind beans, I grind, um, just like all kinds of stuff to make my own bread. And I'm just I'm really a homesteader, like to make things from scratch like I have soybeans so I'll make my own soy milk or you know whatever like kind of thing
0: crazy yeah
1: Yeah, I do it's just all I you know I've got these um I have a stockpile of (laughs) foods you know if anything and I love it because it's just you know I got great discounts on everything by buying in bulk and the stuff is fresher than anything in the store because it's coming from the warehouse where the stores buy from and then it maybe will sit there for a year so I feel like the freshest of the fresh food and it's all delicious, organic. And I like to just do everything from scratch. It's just, I love it.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's fun.
0: I think you make a perfect wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've what? always wanted to be a traditional wife, but I've never wanted children. So that's good.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Um, yeah. So what do you do for uh, like fun? like do you have like a like oh,
1: a community goodness. um yeah i mean i do i have a great community of friends here they're more like family and our thing is like we like to exchange like things like my friends will bring me they have farms they'll bring me fruit and vegetables from their farms and then in turn like so just now i made this batch of um m- muffins for my friend and he he had given me a rack of cooking bananas and so I made banana maple oat chocolate chip muffins and so I'm going to give some to him and just like that like we just kind of you know it's just just, there's such a spirit of abundance and giving here it's it's so beautiful even my neighbors like I love my neighbors and how rare is that to hear like yeah I love my neighbors in fact the times that either of us have considered selling our houses we tell each other I was considering it, but then I thought, like, there's no way I'm going to get a better neighbor than you, and I don't want to leave, so. (laughs) Well, don't then. (laughs) No, and then we don't, and we're here, and we love it. I I make doggy treats for all the neighbor, you know, my neighbor's dogs, and I gave them to them for Christmas, and these treats are, like, you know, I'm talking, these are, like, upper deck treats. They're freshly ground wheat berries, and, you know, like, Organic peanut butter and you know, flax seeds and freshly grown oat flour and you know, mashed bananas and these doggy treats. I call them barkley bites, and I might like sometime market them because the great thing about doggy treats is I don't need a commercial kitchen. So, yeah, you should. One of my passions is cooking and baking. I'm just so like it's so I kind of share in my community in that way. I love cooking for people and. You know, like the other day I had some muffins and I called my neighbors across the street. Guys there, I'm going to bring you some muffins. And she's like, I'm drinking coffee. I'm like, these are great with coffee. And she's like, oh, I love these, you know. So it's just like that, all that good stuff. What else do I do for fun? Um, I really, I'm so into music and I love singing and dancing. So that's a huge thing I like to do.
0: I love, I love singing.
1: Me too. I, yeah. I sing so much. It's,
0: you know it's, what's fucking awesome? Okay. So, at work, they don't like that I have a Bluetooth speaker on me, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I keep doing it, you know, because they they write me <laughs> up and shit, right? Right. And I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, but the fucking customers love it so much. The uh, last week, there's this older guy, and he has this big beard like me, and he's like. He's walking. I, I walked by him, and he's like bobbing his head because I was listening to Rush, and I'm a huge Rush fan.
1: I love
0: Rush. Oh my god! Most girls don't.
1: Oh <gasps> how? Well, see, I'm weird. I I'm man. I like all kinds of music that I think a lot of chicks might not like.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so I'm listening to, which is one of my favorite albums, right? Mm-hmm. I'm listening to Limelight and this guy mm. walked by me I walk by him and he's he bobs his head and we both start singing at the exact same time <laughs> and we are both in perfect pitch and it was the most fucking awesome moment I've had at work in so long and then <laughs> oh, my and- so awesome. oh my god it was so awesome and then um, so I started talking to him and I'm like you're the same guy that I walked by like a couple months ago and I was listening to, and we both s- said Genesis at the same time. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, And he's like, yeah, man, you're fucking awesome, dude. And then we we're talking. I'm like, what's your name? He's like, Alex. I'm like, I'm Dave. And we fucking had a, like an awesome little moment there. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, uh-huh, that's so cool. Bonding with people like that. Oh, it's so that. cool.
0: Random people, you know, that's just the best fucking thing ever.
1: Mm-hmm. It really is. It's
0: and just. I had, text, I had to text my brother right away after that. I'm like, I wish I could. I said, top ten moments I could catch on video. I, I wish I caught on video. Me and this random guy being <laughs> limelight together in unison, and it was beautiful. And <laughs> he's a Rush fan too, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was just that like, that's. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah, the whole, like, I feel like, I don't know, I've never met any women who like post-rock, but I'm so into post-rock, like, oh my goodness, it's just, like, I don't know, there's a band called Hammock, they're pretty amazing, they're kind of on the, like, more mellow side of post-rock, and.
0: You gotta, you gotta send me some emails, and and send me uh, some stuff that you like, so I can check it out
1: okay yeah i'll send you um i have playlists Uh, if anyone wants to check out my playlists on um youtube it's melody Dabmore, and i have a bunch of playlists on there
0: cool yeah plug it plug anything you want my my listeners to uh check out on your side of the spectrum and uh yeah plug away
1: um that's about all i've got it's just um it's a YouTube music account and I'm Melody Dabmore and I just have a bunch of playlists. That's about it's about all I've got.
0: Well, because like my community is my listener base. They're all like-minded, right? So if they want to contact you or communicate with you, uh, if you want to you put can... your email up there, it's all cool, you know?
1: Yeah, you can. Um, if you want to post my email and the links under your show. Yep. You can do that.
0: Cool. I'll do that.
1: Yeah. Anyone wants to contact? And maybe I'll be inspired to do a podcast now that I've got Anchor.
0: There you go. It's very easy, <laughs> it distributes to most platforms. And that's that's what I've been doing for the past year and a half. So,
1: right. I just lost my podcaster virginity. There you go. <laughs> Not podcaster, but podcast, you know, because it's <laughs> the first time I've ever been on a podcast. So,
0: Cool. I I think, I think the audience is going to enjoy it. The cartel. Right. So yeah, it's been a fucking awesome night and, uh, we'll wrap it up here and, uh, keep in touch. Yeah. Thank you so
1: much for having me on your show. I, I love listening to you and I just, your guests are amazing too. For
0: sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody everybody can get on here is fucking awesome. I love everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, awesome.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I don't know what you had to do to uh, get on here, but uh, I appreciate it very much.
1: Yes, absolutely. I appreciate it as well.
0: Thanks. Well, you have a good night, and we'll talk soon.
1: Okay. Aloha.
0: Oh, aloha. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Thank you very much for once again listening to the Red Bill Cartel. Let me guess, this is Nigel the Goat speaking? Davey, why you have to steal my thunder like that? Why you have to be asshole? Fuck you Davey. Uh, sorry Nigel, keep going. That's what I thought. Anyways, this is Nigel Deacon speaking. Fuck you, Davey. Anyway, um, thank you very much, Andy, for coming on from all the way from Hawaii. Aloha. We love you. Uh, Nigel uh, really appreciates your time and effort to uh, get on the grid while you're off the grid. So we have a awesome conversation even though you know I was present in the background but uh, anyway uh, thank you for conversing with Davey and all of the Cartel and we love you and appreciate you very much but anyway uh, with that being said uh, uh, Cartel uh, you guys uh, you know you're listening on Spotify click the star give us a 5 star review and if you're on Apple which I know many of you majority of you are a give us a five star review, you know, Uh, it it, it keeps us in the uh, uh, Elon Musk's algorithm, and uh, we need you to uh, prop us up a little bit, so anyway, uh, we love you cartel, and uh, you know, if you want to tip us, you go to the the, uh, Patreon, and uh, give us a little bit of a tip every month, you know, and uh, you see... If if that happens, we can give you more content. More content that, uh, you know, nobody else can get. But we need to get the uh, Patreon subscribers first so that we can make more content. But anyway, with that being said, you know, uh, Nigel is going to sleep now. And we love you very much. And uh, until next time.